Blog Talk Radio. Boxing podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders boxing podcast coming to you live the twenty eighth of January two thousand and nineteen. Beautiful day out. Um, man, one week away before the Super Bowl. Still strange not having any football on this Sunday after having football for, I don't know, when the season started. But it always comes and goes too fast. And we only got one game left with the fraudulent old St. Louis, new Los Angeles Rams, and the New England Patriots. Can't wait for that one next Sunday. Yep, yep, yep. Um, man, just big chilling here on this Sunday. Got back into town a little while ago. And, um, you know, woke up to <laughs> a funny tweet uh, by JP in which we've seen Keith next time. I mean, one time Thurman. <laughs> Oh, man, I can't even describe the level of how pussy with this man is singing this nonsense. <laughs> you can follow you can find it yourself uh, at family first. Be heavy handed JP on Twitter. I was uh, I was really laughing when I seen that, man. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, yeah, my day has been a little, yeah, you know. <clears throat> It's been a long Friday, a long Saturday, but glad to be here in the place to be over here with OBP. So I want to take it to my co-host in the southern portion of these United States, in one, the Willa Wilson. Willa, yeah, happy Sunday to you, my man. How you doing today, brother? Oh, man, good 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 weekend, fellas. Good Sunday, man. I'm having a good one, man. Beautiful day out here, Houston, Texas, man. Um, you know, got to go experience some fights last night, man. Um, very exciting weekend of fights. Very um, you know, un we didn't we didn't see a lot of this coming, man. So that when you don't see it coming, that makes for a great, great weekend of fights, man. I've had a good time, man. Glad we've you know, we made it a Official, we've got our boy JP joining as the Outsider Boxing Podcast, um, whatever we are, aficionado. He's making that, uh, you know, making his day, yeah, making his debut today. So we're adding him to the team, uh, you know, from the heavy-handed J. So, yeah, man, we've got a lot going on. I'm glad, glad to be talking. Um, you know, I didn't, you know, me having a wife of a different culture, 
I uh, didn't appreciate, you know, the the uh, the tweet coming from JP earlier this morning. Obviously, you know, I like when it. JP gets on, I understand because there's there's some differences between him and uh, I think he's married. His wife, I don't know if he's married, but his girl, where you know he might have not have liked, you know, uh, fish at one point, but fish is deep in his family, so now he's eating fish. You know, you can form. That's what marriage is all about. <laughs> You know, oh, man. I I might sing a Swedish song here and there. I don't know what they mean, but I, I sort of memorize it just to, you know, to make my wife feel good because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. So, you know, that that stuff you, from JP, you, give us, you know, he you started off. Start, no, no, I can't. But, um, <laughs> and I wouldn't, you know, that's, that's just for the house and that's just for them. But, you know, you know, so okay. JP starting off on rocky, rocky, rocky soil right now. But, you know, we appreciate him. You know, joining the team big time, man. Not that he wasn't a part yeah. of the team, but just officially becoming part of the team. He's not the fam anymore. He's getting his, uh, you know, we're putting his tag on the tagline. So, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, we're getting them that OBP tattoo coming up real soon here. So, now that he's a member of the team with this aficionado, um, I want to take it straight to JP, and then we'll swing this whole thing around, see how everything's going in the southern portion of these uh, United States and Central California, or in California, I should say. Uh, Southern California, I mean, it's a very beautiful day here. Willis said it's really nice in Texas. I mean, it's a lovely day out here in Central California. Uh, but, uh, JP, how's everything going in the uh, southern part of California, my guy? Good. Happy Sunday to you, by the way. JP? Oh, my bad. I was on the mute. I was on the mute. Um, but the weather is fantastic. The weather's fantastic. Happy Sunday to you, brothers, man. If you're the type of cat, which I uh, personally don't condone, that wears open-toe sandals around other men. See, I, for one, don't ever want to see your goddamn feet. I don't want to see your feet ever. Amen. So don't wear open-toes around me. But for brothers that wear open-toes, look, I ain't going to judge you. That's just how I feel, but I won't judge you. But if you want to wear your open toes today, today is the day to wear them. Just don't wear them to my house. But uh, other than that, it's a fantastic day. I do want to thank y'all for having me. I let everybody out there know uh, RC and Willow uh, so graciously had me. I asked them, could I come aboard? You know, and um, I felt like they had a great thing going there. Felt like I could add something to it, and um they welcome me with open arms, so thank those guys for being so gracious. But um, <clears throat> me being the third person, you know, the third wheel to this thing, I thought it was only fitting that I, I went about and gave shout-out to some of the great third wheelers out there, some of the great third legs. You know, we always talk about these great duos, Batman and Robin, and, uh, you know, Shaq and Kobe. But, you know, yeah. Let, let's just say for starters that I am the Chris Bosch to you guys' is D-Wade and LeBron. Oh, no. Now, oh, right. no, now I don't want to be Chris. I don't want to be Chris. He kind of – he got a little salt in the tank, if you ask me. So <laughs> I, I, I more, more so would like to be the Draymond Green to your Stephen Clay before KD showed up. You know, the 73-19, that's before KD showed up. I also would like to be maybe the, the Glenn Rice to your young Shaq and Kobe, if anybody remembers that. Mm-hmm. 
I, I could I could be the Sheik Luch to your Jada Kiss and Styles P, right? And the Locks, we know who the Locks is. I'm gonna do this one for Willa. This one for Willa. I'll be the the Willie D to your to your. Uh, oh man, I forget my man name now. Scarface. Scarface and Bushwick and Bushwick. Scarface and Bushwick. Bushwick. I think Willie. I think Willie D is the second guy. Scarface, Willie D, then Bushwick. But we ain't going to disrespect you like that. You could also be Lamar Odom to Gasol, Gasol and Kobe if you if you partake in any, uh, you know, hookers and uh, crack cocaine. But I'm, I know you probably don't do that. Whoa. Well, how about this one then, Willis? Help me here. Now, if we talking goodie mob, would I be Cujo to your CeeLo and Big Gip? I think Cujo, Cujo might be the main guy, is he not? I don't I know about CeeLo that. That's, definitely that, that the guy. No, CeeLo, CeeLo is the most, I think CeeLo is the most famous guy, but I think as far as the group, you know, like the guy who always started it off seemed like it was Cujo. Like he seemed like he mm. was in four, I don't know. But those guys, those guys are all, they were all sort of even when it came to rap because Big Gil, you know, he's the man too. So it's hard to say on that one. That, one, that one's a little tougher. I think they were a little all more even than, than actual parts. But we're all even, man. And, you know, you don't have to consider yourself a third wheel or anything. We're just, we're on this trike, this tricycle, and we're all going the same direction, same speed, same size, making it happen, man. So, welcome to the family. But if, I, if I have to be any third man, though, just having fun with it, I'm going to be James Worthy to your Magic and Kareem. That's the best third man. But let's just say hypothetically, if this thing were to go bad, I could end up being pros to your goddamn Wyclef and Lauren Hill. Wouldn't that, that would be bad, right? Now, Willa, you all know what happened to the Carmelo, to the CP3, and James Harden. And the worst third man of mm-hmm. all, Tribe Call Quest. Now, we all know who Q-Tip and Fight Dog is, right? Anybody yep. know who... Ali Shahid Muhammad is. That's the third guy in the group. So, yeah, man. I'm happy to be here. We three deep at this point, and uh, you know, happy to be here. Outsiders boxer. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, you know, we're gonna be doing this for a while. We've been doing this for a while. Not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. <laughs> Plenty of years in this game, man, and it's going to be plenty of years moving forward. And I know, um, since mentioning the big three with Miami, Bron, D Wade, and Bosch, laughing when they first had their their get together for the for the uh, the Heat, the Heatles kind of introduction uh, for the press, where they're all laughing on the chairs, giggling. I know that's going to be a good uh, Photoshop that I'm going to have to put together with that one. So either way you want to take it, fellas. Um, we in this three deep, and it's gonna um, it's gonna continue moving forward outside this boxing podcast for sure. But let's get started with this man because I'm gonna have uh, Willa tell us about how the Mungia event in which he attended last night was um, secondary swing around from uh, talking about the main subject today with being Keith Thurman. Uh, I had some giggles about Keith Thurman this morning from the tweet that JP had tagged us all in, uh, but. You know, I was uh, checking the fight out yesterday. I said, man, how many times have I seen Jose Cito Lopez 
in a fight where he seems as if a um, sacrificial sheep would be the the term for what I would look at him being thrown into the lion's den, so to speak, against a guy like Keith Thurman. When you look at the Vegas odds, given that Keith Thurman was plus 10,000, or minus 10,000, I'm sorry, minus 10,000, and Josecito Lopez was plus 1,600. Big difference, big separation. Takes a lot of fucking balls if you want to make $100 by betting 10,000 on Keith Thurman. Doesn't seem like it's worth the reward. Um, easy money's not given easy in Vegas. And Josecito Lopez, I want to find someone out there who was betting on Josecito Lopez last night, probably relying on the facts of ring rust from one Keith Thurman, because turned out it wasn't so easy as uh, a lot of us thought it would be, including myself. Um, ring rust definitely showed last night for Keith Thurman. Um, even though know, yeah, getting a knockdown in the second round was was looking like, okay, going to get him out of here early. And that's kind of what I was hoping to see from Thurman. Get your, get your way back in the game and make a, a, a statement coming back off of a, what, a 24-month layoff, something like that. So it might be longer than that, but – and we all know the last time that Danny Garcia and Keith Thurman fought in the beginning of 2016, the last time Keith Thurman fought, or 17, whichever it was. I don't fact check. Um, but, you know, second down knockdown for Keith Thurman, but also found himself in a, a lot of trouble in the seventh round, catching a left hook that landed right on the money. My eyes were exactly the same way as the official Steve Willis was, one of the best referees in boxing by facial expressions and uh, well uh, recognized from, from a lot of the fans because he has that he always winching, eyes always bugged out just a funny guy to see in the ring uh, you know Thurman uh, looked like he got his wits together sooner a little later but in the 11th round he landed a pretty good shot on Jose Vito Lopez and Lopez uh, didn't seem worried about his power saying let's go it uh, almost reminded me a little bit of Danny Jacobs doing the same thing to Gennady Golovkin, hitting him on the chin and saying, let's go. Thurman got his hands raised in victory towards the end, which I think is deservedly so, even though he caught himself in a lot of troubles. Seattle Slime called the seventh round a 10-8 round. I'm not so sure if I'd go that far, but he definitely did get hurt really good um, and was basically on survival instincts yesterday against a guy who I think – we could label a guy that nobody's worried about, for lack of a better term, a phrase we used to use around OTG back in the day. I always liked that. I think that works good for a guy like Jose Vito Lopez, a guy nobody's worried about, but he was definitely somebody to worry about come that seventh round and from then on out of the fight for Keith Thurman. Now, Willa, I'll swing it to you first and then go to JP. Um, <clears throat> that performance yesterday, was that more ring rust from Keith Thurman or – was that something that could be concerning for Keith Thurman fans and Keith Thurman? And, uh, I mean, I, I got to imagine that um, other fighters are licking their chops at Thurman right now. Do you think that he will um, have a better performance his second time around? Or is this something um, that should be as a, a something to worry about? You know, we all were surprised at the outcome of this fight. Um I think we all had a knockout, uh, you know, but we all knew that it wouldn't be the easiest of easy work. We knew uh, Josecito had some skills, but, you know, he's mm-hmm. been knocked out a few times. 
uh, similar to Adrian Broner. Whenever he takes that next step up, he uh, seems to get, well, unlike Adrian Broner, he usually gets knocked out. But he had his chance again, and he came in against a guy who hadn't been in the in the ring for almost two years. Um, I'm not mad at that at all. Um, you got to realize, uh, you know, I don't, I, I want to say the it was rust. You know, when you're off for two years, you're out there. Really, Josecito Lopez came in and was pressuring the whole time. You know, he was coming in. He was coming in for a knockout. He knew this was one of his last routes. This was another big chance, and he had to capitalize on it. You know, Thurman was out there boxing, uh, and he got caught. Uh, was at the seventh round where he got caught by one shot, and that sort of it sort of changed the fight, but it didn't change the outcome of the fight. You know, um, one one judge had it to draw. I think he got the majority decision. One judge had it to draw. I think it was an outrage. I think Polly Malinaji was mad. You know, everybody's mad that the uh, that one of the refs got it, had it a draw. But Polly Malinaji, he was upset that one of them had it like uh, what he had it one seventeen, one oh nine, or something like that. I don't know, but that's how it was. I mean, it looked it was some tough work, but it was a lopsided fight. I'm not mad at anything. You know, um, Thurman did on his first on his first fight in two years. Um, it was a little, he looked a little rusty in there. Like he said, uh, after watching his, uh, watching the post fight little press conference, you know, he said he was, he wanted to let other things go and he really couldn't let it go. And he saw some things and I just think he, he was a little rusty in there. Um, but he was moving real nice. You know, he got hit that one time, um, uh, that one time the days and then he got hit a couple of more times within that. You know, people were trying to um, – some people were saying it would have got stopped. But if a guy's – there's a difference between a guy getting hit and he's not punching and he's stuck in a corner and he can't move anywhere or a guy getting hit and doing circles all the way around the ring. You know what I'm saying? I don't uh, – I think that was – that's a little far-fetched that people thought that the fight should have been stopped when he got dazed at one time because he wasn't throwing punches. You know, you don't have to throw punches – to, you know what I'm saying? To to, to prove that you're yeah. not that you're not that hurt. You, if you're running around the ring, if you're circling around the ring after you get hit and you keep on circling, I think you know you shouldn't cut. You shouldn't. Uh, they shouldn't have waved it off. But you yeah, know, I don't, Thurman, I don't, I don't Yeah, I don't think you know he didn't look good. You know, it was a passable grade. Uh, you know, I would say a little bit of ring rust was there. Uh, definitely, I, it's nothing to be concerned about. I know people, like you said, there are they, you know, the, uh, I know your boy, your boy, he said he wanted a rematch. I know everybody's looking, but he has no belt, so I don't even know why mm-hmm. anybody's worried about him. But, uh, yeah, the guy with no belt, yeah, that's the guy I'm talking about. We, we, nobody should be worried about him, but top five, I'm sure other people matter. saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top five, what, welterweight? Yeah, maybe, maybe, barely. But, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I see people probably think that uh, they want to get in there with him right now. But if I'm Keith Thurman, uh, I don't go right into doing that. Um, as we know, another guy that took yeah. a couple of years off was um, was uh, Andre Ward, right? Andre Ward came out. He knocked out some bum his first fight, I think, uh, Paul Smith. Then he went up, uh, Alexander Brand, and then, and then uh, 
Edwin. No, no, no. His first fight after coming off a, a long layoff was he a Paul Smith. Then he saw Sullivan Barrera. Then Adrian Brand. Then he went for uh, then he went for Kovalev. So you know, Keith Thurman smart. He'll you know he'll fight a couple more fights till he gets to the big big top dogs. I know they're talking about Pacquiao. If I'm Keith Thurman, yeah, I take that Pacquiao fight next. Pacquiao didn't look that you good. I, I wouldn't be too much. Yeah, I wouldn't be too much worried about that. But as far as the big dogs, as far as the guys with the belt, you know, I wouldn't fight Porter if I was him right now. I wouldn't fight any of the big dogs right now. Maybe I'll fight Josecito Lopez again, give him a rematch since he's crying, crying, and and and, and people will sort of, you know, he needs some work. He definitely needs some work. But what else could you expect? after coming off with two years uh, layoff. So I'm not mad at that at all. So, you know, I give him a C-plus for his performance. But what else? If he would have gave, you know, that's what's to be expected. Would you give him a two-year curve? I'll probably give him a, a, a B-minus with the two-year curve, RB, because he did get caught. He did get rocked. But he survived it, and it is boxing. So, you know, I ain't mad at it like that. Yeah, he's got a good uh, he's got good survival instincts because we all know this isn't the first time Keith Thurman's been hurt. Um, people with the uh, uh, with the belief that his body shot, you know, well, we've seen him hurt before, but he's definitely got good survival instincts. Uh, C plus, I'm glad you gave a grade. I was going to ask you um, what if he was a student in your class, what would his grade be given? So, um, yeah, it was a uh, it was a strange time yesterday when you see Keith Thurman hurt from a guy with, who's not really known as but a heavy handed puncher. Such as Josecito Lopez, but you know, um, it is what it is. So um, I'll swing it to JP and, and uh, ask what his thoughts of this fight is because it was a hell of an interesting fight to analyze for us boxing heads who probably didn't see this coming. So JP, um, Keith Thurman's performance yesterday. Um, if he was a student in your class, I want to get a grade from you on his and also um, about the about this this performance, lackluster, whatever you want to call it. Was this more of the ring rust? Do you think he's going to look better after that performance? Or is it something that might be of concern for Team Thurman? Um, I think it's a concern. And you, you, you say that no one's seen it coming. Well, I kind of did because I know what that love do to you. You know, see, certain Whoa. guys, yeah, certain guys need certain lifestyles to be who they are. So it's like how Tiger Woods, when he was out there fucking with them hoes, he was Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Then when he got busted, you know how the narrative goes, and he tried to be yep. Mr. Daddy and good husband, he started sucking at golf. Uh, when Michael Jordan was at his best when he was up late nights gambling. And, you know, you have these stories of these uh, legendary athletes having these at-night lifestyles that aren't seemingly conducive to being great in a a normal setting, but for them it works. So I kind of thought with, like, falling in love and falling in the the type of love it seems Keith has fallen in, a foreign love at that where this motherfucker wearing all kind of Aladdin gear, you got to – you got to think like, you know, this mother, this is this a deep dive. This, boy, this motherfucker, he's on a Aladdin flying here, carpet. <laughs> yeah, he on a flying carpet right now, dog. This a different love. <laughs> this broad was like a virgin or something. This mm-hmm. nigga really got some kind of princess up in Nepal from some mountains and shit. And out here doing different types of dances and whatnot. 
So I thought, you know, two years off the game, you in this deep, you in this deep foreign love with a virgin, you know, uh, shit. I, you know, the skeptics was That's out crazy. for me personally. The skeptics was out for me personally. Now, a lot of people ain't thinking in that cynical, fucked up type of place I be in, but that's how I'm thinking. So last night to me, man, mm-hmm. I didn't see I didn't see Keith Thurman. Now, for the sake of my part of this conversation, I'm going to call him maybe Heath Thurman. That's just a regular dude named Heath, maybe from Missouri. Or maybe we could call him Peace Thurman. Because that old Keith Thurman one time, we never going to see him no more. Maybe peace. But my favorite may be Queef Thurman. And uh, you know what that means. So we might call him him Queef Thurman, man. Because it's a reason (laughs) we didn't see him coming back fucking with Jesse Vargas. Right? Old Queef Thurman. Was not yep. because Jose Cito Lopez is a poor man's version of Jesse Vargas. And guess who Jesse Vargas is a poor man's version of? Errol Spence. So, yep. O'Queef knew what the fuck to come back to. Riverside Rocky. Look, man, Riverside is about an hour from my house. Nobody cares about Riverside. Period. Nothing's ever yep. come from there. Period. Ever. So, and then as far as me just breaking down, I mean, Keith looked tired. He didn't have that tenacity we last seen him with. You know, Keith used to be explosive. That's where that one time comes from. You know, even when you've seen him with mm-hmm. Porter and um, Garcia, the difference in them fights was in the exchanges. Keith was just so pow, pow, like his shit had that different crack to it. And it just, that yeah. wasn't there last night. I think we may be going through a thing like Keith tried to be some kind of boxer. That's not who Keith can be. You know, the Keith we saw last night, I, I, I don't see him making it nine rounds with Errol. Um, he just didn't have that same tenacity, man. And as far as the survival tactic, now, R.C., you saying it looked good, it looked like he knows how to spot. To me, he didn't do nothing but run on his back foot. His arms was down. He didn't know how to grab. I think even, uh, who was it, Lennox Lewis said he should be grabbing him or holding right now, you know, because he just was like flailing backwards with no defense, no, I don't know if maybe he wasn't as hurt as he seemed, but he definitely didn't seem to know how to corral himself and buy time without just flailing backwards. Someone with a little more fleet of foot definitely going to be able to catch his ass going backwards, but all that backwards shit, you going straight on your ass. So, uh, you know, Keith, see for the fact that Jose Cito Lopez is formidable. He is somebody respectable. He's been in with stiff competition. He's fought some really, really good fighters. And so it's not the shit on Jose Cito Lopez. But Jose Cito Lopez is probably not cracking eh, top shit. Maybe you could argue 15 at welterweight. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I agree with that. He, he's, 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 borderline, he's borderline enhancement talent. Borderline. Let's yeah. keep it 100. Now, now, let's keep it 100. Now, one thing real quick on the uh, on the note where you said calling him Queef and T. Term, uh, Thurman. You know, I'm going to just call him once in a while. <laughs> one thing he did say in the, uh, in the post, in the press conference that got me a little worried. The only thing that, you know, he usually keeps it honest. He usually keeps it real. But the only thing that got me worried is when he said, I've always told you that one-time moniker, that's not just what I can do to them. 
is what they can do to me. And I was like, whoa, oh, wow. you, you've never, I've never heard you say that, Keith. That's not, so he is, you know, this is more enlightened Keith Thurman. So, you know, and, 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 and on another, on another uh, note, so we, re- re- uh, we remember when war came back, he fought uh brand, right? Somebody, nobody was really worried about. He mm-hmm. came in, he didn't look that good. He, he didn't look that good, right? Um, uh, Mikey Garcia, he came back and he fought, uh, I had it right here, Rosas or something like that. Got to had two L's fighting. And I think Mikey, he went he went all 12 with him. Uh, no, never mm-hmm. mind. He knocked this guy out. No, 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 no. I'm lying. He knocked this guy out in the fifth round. But it was a 10-round <laughs> fight. But but it was a 10-round fight, you know, sort of different. But you know what I'm saying? It, it, against a guy – you know that nobody was even really worried about, man. So let's not judge. We can't judge Keith Thurman on anything on his first fight back. He didn't lose. I would ask JP, how many rounds did you think he lost? I thought he lost a maximum of three rounds. So if you beat a yeah. nigga nine, nine to three, how can we really say anything? Just because you got caught while that one shot, and that you know that's for, that's his moniker now. One time I can get you, but it only takes one time for you to get me. Now I guess, but you know I think he did all right. Wow, you know it's that's not strange. that bad. It's not that bad. And that sense of mortality and, and, is something. See now that sense of mortality like that, like you said, you never heard it could re- be a result of that love. You know, motherfucker, no, right no, out no, here. Mm-hmm. Or he might do some Just DMT saying. or something, but yeah, yeah, he 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 feels it now. But let's also remember when Floyd took two years off, he came back and fought who McGregor, and he went uh he went what ten rounds with him. So you know, let's give Come him on, let's give him a little that, break. That fight was fake, man. Come on, Willa. Let's, That's reaching. Let's yeah, give him a hey, it is reaching, but let's give him a little break on just his first fight against a guy that was pretty good. Fair enough. Interesting. Yeah, it is fair enough. But you know, I'm I'm with JP on the fact that you got to think of all things considered, inside and outside the ring. And we all got that that guy who used to hang out with a lot. Who all of a sudden he's not around anymore. Like, what happened to him? Oh, he, you know, he hooked up with that one chick. You know, he's you know he's been Mr. Mom washing dishes and all that shit. You know, so uh, it's something definitely to think about. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, um, he might have met an older the, the chick. Sin- got him locked down. Nah, you all got I don't know about that. <laughs> hey, hey, man, like, over there, man. hey, it is a reason they take fighters away from their families in training camp. There's a reason. <laughs> nigga, that love. This nigga beat him 9-3, though. That, that, he beat, that he beat pussy him make you weak in the knees. That's why they don't even he let you him. have sex. That You ever you ever got some, I'm going to get a bit Mike Tyson said that was a lie. You ever got some max, some max tops and some heads? Before you went to the gym, man, I swear to God, you bench press at least fifty pounds less. Don't ever do something <laughs> dumb or something. That should make you weak, man. Your jumper be off. Don't ever get no head before nothing. <laughs> keep right. he in right that love, that, man. man. That love got keep. You know, yeah. I mean, that video that you tagged us in this morning. I think you sent out this morning, JP. I mean, I've seen a different guy compared to. Look, let's look at this. The Keith Thurman we've seen, was that the same guy who looked like an untamed animal at the weigh-in against Danny Garcia with his hair just just out there, just looking like a, a fucking machine of a man, an animal? Like, he, 
I didn't see that same tenacity from Keith Thurman. He looks like, uh, you know, he went from – he looks – he reminds me, that Keith that we seen two years ago against Danny, that was Ice Cube when he was on the NWA days. And the Keith Thurman we seen yesterday and the one singing that shit with his girl, that was uh, – <laughs> are we there yet, Ice Cube? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and who was making the most money? I don't, I don't know. know. NWA well, Cube or are you there yet, Cube? Look, hey, Keith Thurman is a guy who's okay, always had a ponytail. He's always been light-skinned, and he's always had a list. This, the, yeah. I don't know why, you know, him getting enlightened and him doing all this is no surprise to me. I don't think that changes anything about Keith Thurman. I think he is the same guy. And and, and we just got to – we got to see. Now, if he looks bad the next fight, then we may be able to say something. But he really didn't – like I said, he got hit with one shot. The guy put pressure on him. He was hitting him with a few shots the rest of the uh, the rest of the uh, the fight. But really, he was just dancing around him, hitting him with a couple of one, two, threes, and then getting out of there. Usually, Keith Thurman looked all right. He took a little more punishment than necessary, I believe. But you know, for your first fight back in two years, let's give this man a break, dog. Like Nell Carter said, give me a break. I'm with it, but I just ask this question. I just that we now I think we can all agree that that Keith last night would not have beat Jesse Vargas. So how far off is Jesse Vargas from the top of the welterweight division? Jesse you know Vargas. what I mean? That's kind of the comp- that's the, the comparison I'm kind Adrian of Adrian Broner, to. Uh, the one who actually beat Adrian Broner, and we all know it. Oh. We don't know it. All, all I can go, I'm a hey, facts guy. I don't know about that. I like Jesse Vargas. I like Jesse Vargas. He's a game competitor. I always like that guy. But he is. But uh, Jose Pedro Lopez is definitely a diet version of Jesse Vargas, and that's not a good thing. But, uh, you know, fellas, we got Janelle with us who wants to touch on the subject. And uh, I want to take it to Janelle and get the uh, inside the mind of a fighter's uh, opinion of what we've seen from Keith Thurman. Sounds like Will is defending Keith Thurman more so than JP. I'm a little on the fence, but I definitely consider everything all inside and outside the ring and how guys end up changing. Because yesterday looked like um, a different guy that we're used to seeing from Keith Thurman. So, Janelle, um, I want to take it to you and see how everything is going first and foremost. And uh, what's going down with you on this Sunday, man? Hey, hey, what's going on? Well, basically, I'm here packing. Uh, I'm going to go to Singapore tomorrow. But um, I agree with with, what everyone you guys are saying because it was pieces of it all. It was pieces of Thurman's rust as far as his timing and stuff. You know what I mean? Um, Again, because I think Old Thurman would have stopped that guy. I'm mean, that guy got stopped by Berto. He even stopped by Madonna, and uh, who was the other guy that stopped yeah. him? I can't say right now. But I mean, also, uh, he was rushed as far as the timing goes. But as far as him getting hurt, he's always been hurt. He's been hurt by a wasp of colossal hurt him to the body. Other than Ty, he hurt him to the body, and uh, who's the other guy who hurt him? And he fucking ran. You know what I'm saying? He ran. This is why everybody that I see pictures of him. Include myself because Spence is relentless and he's a killer to the body. You know what I'm saying? And Thurman hurt for the first time upstairs. He got hurt for the first time because uh, he never really been hurt up, upstairs. And that's not Russ, him getting hurt. That's not from Russ. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, I mean, so, 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 in other words, it is a concern fighting a guy like uh, Crawford or a guy like Spence. Or even if that was Garcia last night in the ring, I think Thurman would have had some serious problems. He could have uh, really even suffered something, you know what I'm saying, um, severe. So mm-hmm. it had to do with a bit of rust as well as it's a concern. You know, so of course he was rusty. 
only real great ones come back after two fucking years and still look dominant against elite competition, like a Sugar Ray did against Hagler, which is like, and, and, and Hagler was like a fucking a monster at 160. But, but that's just really rare. You know what I mean, so of course he was wrestling. His timing was it, it wasn't there. His reflexes wasn't always there either. But that chin, you know what I mean, that's not from Russ. That's him against punch resistance. I've always said about Thurman. There's times he can even hurt and then he ran for the rounds or whatever. And and this is why Spence licks his chops always have at Thurman. Because who's the best body puncher? And he's been hurting the body by washed up guys. So it's like that's a concern fighting these killers right now at one forty seven. That is a concern. And uh of course he will get his timing back, but still that chin will always be suspect. And guys like Spence and Crawford will always be a problem for him. If he gets tapped, if and when he gets tapped, because I, I really see Spence. I've always seen Spence, even when uh, Thurman was on his rampage, and Spence came to the picture. I've always said that actually Spence can stop him. But both guys are a problem for each other. It's like I said before. Okay, now um, athletic guys always gave. It's like Brooke gave Spence on uh, uh, is so athletic, but again now Thurman's the most athletic guy at at 147, and he's awkward with power, and of course body punches always hurt Thurman, and now you see that he can't really take headshots too well. So it's like Spence hey, and Thurman is definitely a fight uh, we all want to see. But like I said, this has always been a problem for one time. And it it raises concern what happened last night going on. Hey Janelle, as a fighter, if you hear if you if you if you're with your guy and let's uh, you, you it's your boy, y'all are both fighters. And he says his name is one time and for for Ten years, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm one time. I hit these niggas one time. It's lights out. He gets married, and he comes back and says, well, Janelle, when I say one time, I mean what I can do to those guys, but also what they can do to me. Would you feel, would you feel, do you feel, how would you feel about that? Would you think he lost it? Would you think it's over? Or would you think, all right, he's just in light? How would you, you know, how would you take that? Oh, nice. It's definitely over because, of course, Thurman did still look good. He still looked elite. Um, you saw his athleticism. You saw things were still there, but as far as his timing, he got to get back that way, which is all going to come back into play. It, it, it's all going to come back, you know what I mean? But as far as that chin is what I'm talking about, that chin is questionable. <clears throat> it, it always happened with Thurman. You know what I mean? If you don't that's get dropped, the problem that I have is right it now. questionable? You know, if you don't get – well, if you don't lose the fight, is your chin questionable? Like, what is the questionable chin? It, if I get dropped, is my chin questionable? Is Jacob's chin questionable? Or is it, you know, you can Are you drop telling him. me that if Spence would have hurt him, if Spence Crawford had hurt him? I don't know. I'm a question. No. No, 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 no. I'm not telling you anything. I'm not telling you anything. I'm not making any. I'm asking you a, a real question. What are we saying questionable is? I'm just asking you. Okay. That's it. I've always seen in Thurman, in every Thurman fight that went. No, listen, listen, listen. I'm t- I ain't just talking about his chin. I'm talking about, okay, if you watch all the Thurman's fights that went 12 rounds, if he didn't score a knockout, one, he's taking a break in the fight because, of course, he throws he throw so many damn power shots. Of course, he got to get his energy back because he, he doesn't pace himself. I've always said he's a very immature fighter. And you saw it last night. I, and the country's even called. Janelle, over. Janelle, I've yeah, I got that. No, no, listen, 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 listen. I'm, but I don't I'm getting around to it, Willa. Okay, okay. Hey, you cut me off, Willa. I got, you, saying, I got you. Okay. That's one thing with Thurman. He's very immature as a fighter. And if he punches himself out against a guy like Spence or Crawford, it's going to be hell to pay. And this is why I've, I've always said, actually, I'm always spoiled to take that fight with Thurman because 
uh, Thurman had to sound make Floyd Young again at one point because he loads up so much. But it's very dangerous because if he does land, it can be lights out. That's one thing with Thurman because I'm saying he, he takes breaks off in the middle of the fight if he doesn't knock you out. And two, it's easier to hit him later on in the fight because, of course, he's taking his break. It's like with Canelo. He loads up so much that if he doesn't score early knockouts, he's taking a break later in that fight. You know what I mean? That's just I'm saying that as well as him getting hurt at times. Against those elite welterweights, that could have been hell. That's three things with Thurman that actually that, you know what I'm saying, it's so, he's like, what, 30, 30-something years old, whatever. I don't see that changing with Thurman. I don't see that changing. That's just, like, things that's just, just there with him. That's the flaws. And I think Spence and, and Crawford would definitely uh, expose that shit. So, hey, God, I'm not, huh? let me ask this question. Let me ask this question about comebacks. So, when guys come back, it seems to me that they're able to have their same tenacity, but what they lack is the, the period of duration they're able to have that tenacity. So like Mike Tyson when he first came back, or His Ali time when was he off. first came back. Timing, yeah. yes. Now, I said tenacity, though. Timing, you can get back, but tenacity, at least for the first early rounds, they always have the same shit. You know what I'm saying? But it, the timing can be off, but the, the tenacity is still there. So for like a, a pressure fighter, now not that Keith's a pressure fighter, but Keith is a guy who like his one-time adage applies in those exchanges, in those pockets, if I hit you one time it could end the fight. That lends itself to Keith's explosiveness. And I just didn't see that same, that same pop that was there with, with Garcia and, uh, well, well, I see you know saying. why? You know why I didn't, didn't see that? See that? Pop, but I did see that same wild man. Because he was doing the fight. I, 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 what the fuck? Yeah, man. Okay, now. That was Keith Thurman. I, mean. I, I, I see that same pop when I woke up to this morning. But I did see... Hey, you bugging right now, Willa. <laughs> hey, hey, but Janelle, that's questions. all that broad. That broad, <laughs> hey, that people ain't like it. that, man. I did see as far as on um, the same wild man shit. If you see early in the fight, he comes out looking for the knockout early. And it's like with Foreman and Tyson, it can backfire. If you don't get that early knockout, of course, I don't care what kind of cardio you have. You're taking a break. I don't care who you but, are, what you do for cardio, unless you're some serious PDs, you're going to take a break in the middle of the fight. But here, here's, too much. here's my reply and, to that. And that thermal and was still there early in the fight. It was still there. Now, his I didn't timing see it was off. Oh, yeah. I saw it, man. Not as much. I'm not saying the, I ain't seen the same pop. I ain't seen the same pop, but you saw that same wild man shit. And that if he doesn't land a knock, if he doesn't score knockout, he's taking a break. And which he did later in the fight. It happens, man. I don't care. It happens to anyone. I don't care what your cardio is. And, this, and that's another reason, like, like, like why I see problems for guys like Spence. I mean, he, he would have a problem with the top guy. But that as well. But, but uh, I mean, he will get his timing back, though. He will get his timing back. Here's my thing to that, though. That that early stuff, that's what Keith, that's what makes Keith actually really good. Because to me, no, that's well, what Keith... Well, that that that's as well as exciting. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It makes it good it's and exciting. But see, 
it can backfire on him though. It can backfire. If he doesn't score early See, knockouts, that's what Keith, Keith uses that to tame them guys. So in Porter and Garcia, they both like came Norman out hot, did, yeah. right? But Keith, 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 even when, like Polly Malinaji always says, even if you miss a, a punch and that, that punch goes by a guy's face and he feels that and breeze feel and he knows you yeah. responded properly to his punch, he's on alert now. So when even in them early rounds versus, versus Porter and Garcia, Keith was able to tame them niggas. Like, he tamed both of them motherfuckers, like, within three yeah. rounds because of how mm-hmm. he was going off on them. And so, to me, he never was able to tame Lopez. And that's the alarming yeah. thing to me. That's where the it's alarm comes in. It's because it's You know the thing, off, JP? It's well, timing uh, off. Hold one on, second. Man. Hold on, Janelle. You know the thing, JP, is <clears throat> even um, I was not the biggest Thurman fan, especially, you know, when he had that fight with Garcia and all. Um, you know, but I could never deny the fact that whenever he was in a big fight, he brought the pain to Sean Porter. He brought the pain to Danny Garcia. He brought the pain very early. And, I mean, I don't know how Garcia survived that chin shot. But, you know, the kids nowadays like to say, whose man is this? And, uh... Okay. I thought, that, I, thought, I thought Janelle was at the uh, at the, uh, the corner store or something, man. I didn't know what the no, that's not was me. for a second, man. <laughs> no, that's not me. I thought that was you the whole time, bro. <laughs> no, I thought like he was getting the Gatorade at the corner store, some Lucy's or something. Dog. No, I'm, I'm home like, right now. I'm still packing. I'm packing my <laughs> <at> the bodega. <laughs> now, look, man. My, my wife is Jamaican, bro. And, but I'm you Jamaican myself. Well, my wife Jamaican, her family's Jamaican. They call me American boy and all that shit. But you ain't gonna never catch me around here talking some yeah man, Rastafari whatever. You ain't gonna <laughs> never catch me trying to do that shit, or never catch me trying to Respect, bump or Bob Marley like. I got to you keep never, it real. They know. So when you with that, they know I'm staying so when you with my family, shit. You don't, you don't enjoy their culture. You don't get in in, in your wife's culture, not your kids' culture. This is your your children's culture now. So you need of to be course. a part of that also. Of course. Right. That's I all he's doing. With them I fucked with their food. Now, I don't eat all the, the you know, the cheds and all that. But, you know, I fucked with a lot of the cuisine. I love the food. Um, you know, I fucked with them. Yeah, yeah. Go. We do we do the Jamaican thing. But I'm not finna wear no, you know, black and green and yellow. Because <laughs> I, I'm not Jamaican. You know what I'm saying? But now, uh, man, hey, y'all taking the two songs for my man. Now, 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 their Swedish uh, birthday song, and we, and we sing it. You know, I can't sing okay. it. I just want to follow my son because he can sing it, and this is his culture also. You know what I'm saying? So I can see my man, he's making a family. As long as he's not dressing like that every day. Now, if he would have came to the press conference with the suit down, you know what I'm saying, then I can understand that. These fools are at their wedding. It's a traditional wedding. He's out there. He's doing this thing like that, man. Hey, I can't get mad at that, though. This is one time we've oh. seen him do this, you know, so I'm not mad at it. We, we've just got to see, man. I'm not, 
Yeah, even though Keith Thurman didn't look the same, he came off an injury. We all know, you know, when you when you get an injury, you not you gotta you gotta you gotta have uh, confidence in that, and you're not gonna just get confidence right on your first fight. I think he felt good, but another thing that I did see in the uh, press conference, now he was talking about his hand being swollen and, and maybe having to get X-rays, and if you look. You know, he if you watch the press conference, he keeps that left hand ducked under the uh, – he keeps it under his other arm the whole time. And when he tries to, like, open the bottle, you can see that he's, his hand might be fucked up again. So don't be surprised if we hear that this boy Keith Thurman yeah. is out again. He should have took a page out of LeBron's playbook and brought out that soft cast like Bronny did after the final cast <laughs> of the Warriors. Now, hey, R.C., let me ask Willa a question. Now, one thing I know about, about Willa, one thing I noticed about Willa is now Willa seems to put on his cape when he seems to have some, <laughs> some, some, re, some attachment to real life about something. Now, let me ask a question, Willa. Is Thurman a part of the, the curly head revolution? Is this why you seem to cape a little he hard right now? Now, now Thurman definitely is a part of the curly head revolution because he is what a mixed <laughs> kid. Now, but 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 Thurman was oh, before. Shit. But you know, Thurman was before then, and and you know, Thurman. I've been watching Thurman for a while. You know what I'm saying? So I, I am a fan of Thurman. And you are right. When when I feel something that's more personal, you know, I I I, I play it more personal because I JP am a human being and I have feelings, dog. So when I see a guy doing something that hey, he's come supposed on, to be doing. I'm not going to let you guys out here, uh, you know, bash the man for showing this true love. You know what I'm saying? But will will it will it backfire? Come on, it go. might. But we've got to see. We've got to see. So, you know, yeah, he is curly hair. I do like him, but he's too old for that. You know, he's 33, 30 years old. He's, I can't look at him like a son. You know, I can look at Mahomes and these 18-year-old kids. But, you know, I got some partners with 18, 19-year-old, 20-year-old kids. So I could do that, but. He's too old for that, but, you know, so I fuck with him, and I take it personal because, you know, I am a guy with the wife of another another culture, so. Yeah, me too. Um, but, you know, you you make a good point, Will, <laughs> that <laughs> uh, you make a good point, Will, that, you know, I would be real concerned if not only Keith Thurman has uh, been away for so long, but if I see him just start pulling up, rocking this Aladdin gear that we've seen to the gym and on regular occasions, I'd be very, very concerned. It'd be a, it'd be alarming to me <laughs> if we see him. Next thing you know, he's going to be praying like 17 times a day. Hey, he might be, but at, but at then he uh he also was speaking he was speaking a lot about um about Black History Month and Black History. He mentioned, like, Martin Luther King a couple of times. He mentioned Malcolm X. He mentioned a couple other people. Thurman is a smart-ass motherfucker. And, and, and I, don't know, I don't know what's going on with him, and that's why we've got to see. Because this guy, you know, this guy might be, you know, he, I, I like him. And if y'all, y'all watch his press conference, he, he's talking a lot about, you know, black people. He's talking a lot about, you know, he talks a lot about a lot of things, man. This guy, he seems like he's a well-read guy. Seems like he's a very smart guy. Let's hope he hasn't fought his, he hasn't lost his edge. I'm not going to say he has because he's just coming back off an of injury. So I'm not going to say he Willa has on a super tight onesie right now with a cape. 
made out of spandex <laughs> that says one time across the chest, man. I mean, you are superheroing. I, hey, I one time knew, isn't I even my top five, dog. Da, 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 it's fan neither. <laughs> I never knew Thurm- I never knew you would be a Thurman fan, Willa. All of a sudden, it seems you become a fan of this man. I don't know, strange thing. No, but I just like Willa. You know, I just like Willa. I have no fear. Willa's here. <laughs> it sounds good, though. Everything hey, sounds good hey. and all, but hey, I just keep it real out <laughs> here, guys. That's all I can do. I can resolve. Oh, hey. <laughs> We all know that he is driving. A I still Honda. think he loses uh, to Spencer, Spencer Crawford. So you know, at the end of the day, I still think he loses mm-hmm. to Spencer Crawford. So I'm not that up on him. I just like. Him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really hope he fights Danny Garcia. Give him that rematch. It'll be I, I, I'm, the guy's licking the chops. Like Freddie Roach said, um, he said that if we can't get Floyd, that Thurman's the second option. So Pacquiao part of PBC, very possible. Um, I don't know the way he looked yesterday. Yeah, I don't know, <clears throat> but hey, is he, is he, he Puerto Rican, RC? Is he Puerto Rican because his outfit was a Puerto Rican or America? <laughs> no, don't do, no, don't do him like that. <laughs> that was I don't know what that other that other shit was, but that's definitely not Puerto Rican. <laughs> Yo, hey, um. Uh, we, we know that Keith Thurman was driving Hondas and shit like that when he had his all-access show against Danny Garcia, but don't let me catch this motherfucker buying an elephant riding around in that shit. Like, you know, money's going into the deep end, bro. Oh, <laughs> I ain't shit. trying to see none of that. <laughs> I ain't trying to see none of that. Hey, you know, oh, the way shit. Keith Thurman stacks up... And we don't want to see you in no uh, sweaters. We don't want to see you in a, uh, in, in, a, in a white Button down with a sweater over it either, RC, and some Tur- khakis. Turtlenecks or what? Like yeah, exactly. What I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's all the mayonnaise at? Will I need some extra? No, no, no. mayonnaise no. exactly. Put no. mayonnaise no. on sandwiches and shit. Ain't no, ain't no white she devil getting me like that. I, I guarantee it. <laughs> I got some hot sauce button on my watch, bro. Fuck all that. <laughs> hey. But you know what? We we really dug into this Keith Thurman situation. I, I'm, I'm sure that our, our our thoughts was how he would uh, weigh in against the other top five welterweights completely changed um, after last night's performance. So for Keith, um, probably best bet for him, depending on that that possible injury that Willard was talking about with the hand. Uh, you know, might just uh, oh, shit. Yo, um, still there? Yeah, we here. Some uh, technical issues going on with this bullshit phone, but all right, cool. Uh, you know, I don't know how he's gonna stack up against the other guys, but yeah, now you're gone, RC. Don't know where RC was at. Let's see, JP, you still there? I'm still here, player. Yeah, yeah, RC, RC, jump in and call back in. Call back in. I don't know where RC was going. Um. Yeah, I don't know where Arthur was going with. I guess he was going. Yeah, I guess he was going to where he thought we would see. You know, if we think that Keith Thurman can, uh, if 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 he's still a top welterweight, if he would be able to beat in those top welterweights. And as I just said a little earlier, I still think that he's the number three. Uh, welterweight in the game. And if they were to fight now, I don't think he beats Porter. 
can he beat Danny Garcia? Probably, because Danny Garcia, I think, is a little too small. But uh, Jose Lopez showed us that if you just, at this point in time, if you just keep on trying to uh, run up on uh, on Keith Thurman, you can catch him if you just pressure him. He's just going to run around at this point in time. So, you know, he might be number four at this time. I think when he gets his legs under him and he gets everything else, he, he can beat Porter. But I, I definitely don't think he can beat uh, Spence or, or, uh, or Crawford. I think we got uh, yeah. RC back on the I think we got RC back. RC, you back in? Yes, I am. It's fucking. Okay. I don't know what happened. Whatever. Um, but yeah, you know, I know we're really digging in the key time and we got other fights to talk about. But you know, the out outlier of, 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 of what's to come for Keith Thurman is a lot of uncertainty. And I like how you're just making this little dig at Danny Garcia like if it's just easy work for Keith Thurman yet again when he was getting touched up by Jose Tito Lopez because Jose Tito Lopez, um, you know, he <laughs> got a jump to swing up to hit Danny Garcia in the knee for that guy. So um, Keith Thurman, um, very suspect at this point in time, fellas. Uh, moving forward from what happens next, I don't know. I hope for um, – Another rematch of Garcia, obviously, but if he gets in there with any other guys in the top seven, um, he might have himself in some tough waters. But, um, you know, Willa, you were at an event last night, and um, I was curious to know how everything was going for you out there. Because uh, you were there for your boy, um, Jaime Munguia, 2018 box, Outsiders Boxing Podcast Bully of the Year. Um, and... Uh, no, he was in a in a fight against a guy where they kind of had this foolery going on at the Rockets game, which I'm sure you've seen in midcourt. And, um, uh, you know, number three ranked WBO Super Welterweight, Takashi Inouye, um, over in Houston, Texas, in your neck of the woods. Now, I told you last night that uh, it was a, a full-on day for me with a whole bunch of friends and fun. So, I didn't get a chance. I do have it recorded, but like I said, I barely got home before the show started and not at my home. So, um, the other house. Damn. And um, so, uh, I I hadn't got a chance to check it out. So, I'm not going to give any sort of uh, opinionated view because I think that it would come off rather biased. And, you know, me, I'm not a biased person. So, uh, I, I know JP said he was going to check it uh, an hour before showtime started, so uh, I'll let you break this one down, Willa, and tell me how you've seen it, because you did text me yesterday, which I totally forgot about until I seen it earlier today, and you said that Anoy was in Munguia's ass, no Bruno, and I said, good. Now tell me, Willa, how was your experience first and foremost, and how did you see that fight happen yesterday? Oh, man, hey. Excellent time yesterday out there in Toyota Center. Um, guys, uh, Golden Boy put on an excellent show. Uh, I, the the, re, the how hmm. I got the tickets, I was gonna buy the tickets, but um, I have a uh, I listened to sports radio all day, called in and won some tickets, right? So they had us set oh, up okay. in the in the area that's um, you know in in most arenas when they have boxing, especially big arenas, like half of it, one half of the arena sort of like blacked out, not the half of it, but one sort of corner of the arena is blacked out. So they gave, they gave us tickets for there. So you sort of have to rechange your seat. So we, we, we went from like one-on-one to, which is like on the side 
we came all the way in to like where if you on the uh, if this was basketball arena, which it is, you know, we're on the center court, you know, dead middle, like three rows deep. So me and my son, I went with my son. We've got excellent seats. So the night starting off starting off great. Um, we get to see the young guy uh, Virgil Ortiz from uh, from like the Dallas area. He whips some Mexican up. Uh, crowd is crowd is starting to fill in. Crowd was it was a pretty good crowd. I don't know how many people were there. I'd say it was about eighty percent filled. You know, minus the part that was 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 blacked out. You know what I'm saying? So it was good, good good atmosphere. Very high Mexican crowd. You know, I sent you the little um, huh. the little clip. You know, they played my favorite uh, Canelo song. I like to play when Canelo does the uh, gets his big wins. The beef is Hispanic song. I have no. Yeah, I have no idea what it is, but they played that. We had a good time, um, and we got oh, to can see I ask you something the real first. Quick? I mean, interrupt you, but uh, yeah. <clears throat> did Jaime Munguia, um, what are they called, uh, bring out uh, the host in Houston, Texas? The host? No, no, oh. no. Did he bring out, the, because you, you like to say when you were at the. Oh, did he bring out uh, the host? No, no, no. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. That's why I got to give – this gave me more – every time I go to a boxing uh, boxing uh, fight, it gives me more and more love for Canelo Alvarez because I see what he's done and what he's able to do, <laughs> you know. I see it with my own eyes. So, you know, it was nothing like that. It was a few things in there, but not really. Like, you know, uh, the most – you know, the you know how they do these shots of celebrities – you know, when you're in the thing, they'll go to a celebrity. Oh, we got mm-hmm. him. Everybody cheers and booze. Our biggest celebrity was Oscar De La Hoya, of course, and then we had Kendrick. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> then it was it, it's Kendrick Perkins. So people didn't even people really know. Like yeah, people didn't even really know who Kendrick Perkins is. He's doing the little fight thing. Everybody's like, who was that? And then it comes up Kendrick Perkins. You know, one time uh, champion. So you know. But other than that, man, we had to get got to get to see a good fight. We got to see the Puerto Rican cat. His name is uh, his name is 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 leaving me right now. I should look it up against uh, Zoo Khan or Khan Zoo Zoo Khan. I think his name was or something like that. Asian guy won a won the championship. That was an excellent fight. That might have been uh, you know, a early fight of the year so far. These guys are going back and forth, giving each other five pieces to the dome for for the belt. The uh, Chinese guy came. He had a whole bunch of Chinese people in the building for him. Um, he came, whooped that ass, and got the win. Puerto Rico took an L. So I didn't know if you knew anything about that, RC. Uh, what was that? Do you know anything about what was that guy's name? Do you remember? I remember we talked about I don't him. Fucking know. Yeah, you said he wasn't uh, wasn't one of your guys, but he lost his belt. He had the belt. Um. Yeah, he had the belt. And yeah, just yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we yeah. We'll get we'll get to that. But I'm curious. I want to know how the Munguia fight turned out because of that message you sent me. I I got a little. I'm not gonna lie. You know, people looked at me and they're like, "Why are you smiling at your phone? Did did, you, did someone send you a picture or something?" Nah, you know, my boy said that this uh, this Mexican guy I don't like was getting that work in the ring. So uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you asked me about my experience, so you know, I was just driving it down, letting you know about everything. But they oh, had okay. Fine. okay fine. So the zoo card got roast eyes. Excellent fight, you know. I'm, we should, we'll talk about it more, but that was an excellent fucking fight. Um, then we got to Munguia. Uh He came out, um, and for some reason, you know, maybe I don't, 
I haven't seen Mungie in a while, but I thought I have just seen him. But he came out, we have the little guy. Well, first of all, you know, we talked about, you talked about the Houston thing. So they had the little Houston thing, and I thought that mm-hmm. was all fake. But when the the Asian guy came That's out, fake and they, and they, but the Asian guy came out, I thought it was fake. The Asian guy came out, and when they said his name, he like spread his chest, uh, you know, his arms open, had his chest wild, and, and screamed like, ah! I was like, okay. This Asian nigga might not be coming to just catch this work, which we all thought. You know, I had these uh, sushi jokes, uh, you know, uh, teriyaki yeah, jokes last crazy. time. Yeah, I, I had all that. Yeah, yeah, I had all that stuff. But the uh, guy came in, hey, pressing. Uh, but all of a sudden, Mungia, uh, you know, out of nowhere, Mungia looked like he wanted to box. So he's like jabbing, you know, circling to the left, jabbing like he's Muhammad Ali, you know, jabbing one, two. But the the Asian guy was just pressing, 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 pressing. Uh, in Inoue, whatever, however you say his name, pressing his ass. He hit him with a, oh, you know, he was throwing these looping rights, hitting him in the head, boom, you know. It was a good fight. Asian guy lasted the whole 12 rounds. You know, it's it's not much. You can really say it was a lot of the same thing. You know, he would just press him. Get um get Mungia on the ropes, um push him through the ropes. Sometimes give him that good old four uh Floyd Mayweather forearm to the to the neck. A lot of overhand rights while he was on the ropes. He fought pretty good. But with that said, you know Mungia probably won every round, maybe lost two rounds because Mungia was looking good. I don't know. Mungia, you we all know Mungia gets hit a lot and he was getting hit a lot. And I don't I don't really know if he was hurt because he was doing this boxing thing the whole time. Like he was trying even at the end, it's like he never really did step up and try to bully like we know that he could do. And when he did, like he, he got the Asian guy hurt in the eleventh round when he started sitting down, but every time he hit the guy, you could tell the guy was way too small. But the guy had a lot of heart. He was pushing. He was on his ass, but, you know, on his ass, no homo. But he was still, the Asian guy still got his ass whooped. But Jaime Munguia takes way too many punches. I don't know. I didn't get to see, like, any like any, any interviews or anything with him. I would want to know, was he working on something? Because maybe if he was working on boxing, I could see the fight a different way. Or, you know, he was trying something new so he could get his skills up for when he does fight the bigger guy. But his defense still wasn't there, and he didn't get a knockout on a you know on a major on a, on his major platform. Um, but it was an excellent fight, even though he whooped that guy's ass. Golden Boy put on a good fucking uh, show. I ain't mad at it. Um, they they did a good job. Mungia, he looks he looks suspect right now. I don't know, you know. He should be like her, just mauling guys because of his size. But for some reason, he was trying to box. And he didn't look that bad when he was doing it. But the Asian guy was able to just pressure him. And, like, you know, it was sort of weird what he was doing there. I didn't quite understand why he just wouldn't start sitting down and walking this little guy down and whooping his ass. But maybe that's what he wanted to do. I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, Jaime Munguia looked very vulnerable to me. Uh, last night sounds like you know that might have been a part of the training camp uh, something that they're trying to emphasize on getting his boxing um, tools sharpened up more so than just becoming a, looking like a, a, a brawler with not much 
in the toolbox. That's what it sounds like to me, but it's like, you know, um, with some of these fighters, I'm not exactly sure where where his opponent's from. I'm not going to say we know he's an Asian guy, but, uh, you know, could be from anywhere. But, he's um, from Japan. A lot of the, he's from Japan, okay. If he's from Japan. Yeah, that's why the sushi from the, from the, and all those jokes, yeah. From the rising sun, um, we've seen some of these Japanese fighters come over. And um, it's not a stereotypical term um, or anything like that. But, you know, if you look back from a guy in your state that I really don't care much for, um, um, you know, Omar Figueroa, we had our, our issues or whatever, but it's fine. Um, but if you look back on a fight he had with a guy named Nahito Alakara, also from the Rising Sun, they have this pressuring style where um, they almost want to appease to the fans and really try to uh, bring out a dogfight in someone. Um, that's what that sounded like to me. I'm not 100% sure because I did not see it, but from what you're describing to me right now, I, I, this is what it sounds like to me. The Japanese fighters yeah, are very no. grateful fighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Go definitely ahead, was doing that. Yeah, he was definitely pushing the – he was definitely pushing – you know, he was there to make it a fight. Uh, if that if you've seen other Japanese guys do that, then that's that it might be their style because that's exactly what he was doing. He looked like he just didn't want to disgrace Japan and have to put like one of those little small knives in his stomach and kill himself. That's what it looked like. That's racist. <laughs> that's what it looked like. He, that's not racist. I'm just saying that's what he looked like. He didn't want to do, man. It was almost oh, like so a, you're a like, like, every like a Mexican style. Stabs himself and fucking. <laughs> I mean, if you disgrace Japan. <laughs> Yeah, if you disgrace Japan, they give you the knife. I can't they give you the you little want. sword and say, "Hey, we either got you can we gotta kill you or you kill yourself." And they're like, "All right, fuck it." <laughs> that's take it, dog. Hey, and he didn't want to do that, that. <laughs> and that, and he doesn't deserve that. When he goes back home, that is fucking even hilarious. though he lost, he doesn't deserve that. And he proved he pro- hey oh, he gave man. the fans a show. People should be proud. I am a right, disgrace right, to right. my father. JP, <laughs> stop that. JP, I know you talked about watching that fight uh, an hour before we had kicked off. Were you able to check it out? And if you did, I mean, um, uh, I, I'm this one. I'm I'm behind the eight ball on this one, so I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you and Willow break this one down. So I'm just uh, going off of a listening viewership, uh, imagining how the fight went as if I was listening to the on radio instead of watching. So uh, were you able to check that one out? And what's your thoughts on uh, um, both fighters in all? Um, I was able to check it out. Um, now I'll say the Willis experience. Uh, I love hearing those stories of the entire experience. The last Golden Boy card I was at, well, maybe not the last, but the last one of the last ones I was at was the last fight that was at the LA Sports Arena before the LA Sports Arena is now California Bank, some shit. But uh, it's a terrible experience. Golden Boy held, held, holds you captive. Like, Golden Boy has like yeah. nine fights. Yeah, they have like, like nine fights on a card. They do all that shit where the guy goes around and throws around T-shirts. They just got a lot of promotion. So my experience <laughs> with Golden Boy hasn't been great. But um, the experience is while you're at the fight compared to TV is two different things. And, like, at the fight, I think you, you have to do with a lot of, um, like, you can't tell, like, sometimes at a fight, you can't tell the difference between clean work and a guy pressuring. 
And so I think on TV, you definitely able to see that Mangia was doing majority of the clean work, the cleaner work and the more devastating. You know, his punches just have far more impact. One thing I'm surprised to know, so I think this past year or two, with the uh, rise of like guys like Anuwe and Sarung Vasai, and uh, maybe one or two or maybe even three other guys from the uh, you know Asian dudes. I don't know if they Koreans or Chinese, just Asian dudes. Um, these guys are tough. Who thought, right? We thought these was ninjas and things like this, but these motherfuckers fight Mexican style. And uh, they really so do. Yeah, I beg to differ if the shit really called Chinese style. And they just took it from them. But um, them motherfuckers, <laughs> this is like a, a, a brewing, um, like a brewing rivalry. And I got, a, you know, I got a number of mm-hmm. Mexican partners, and they, they know, like, bring them, throw them on. You know, like, they like, them, when I be talking about, you know, them Asians coming for that ass. They like, throw them on. <laughs> you know, they talk about them bringing this shit. So I'm like... They, and they know, too. I'm like, yeah, there's some rung the size and that other big calf having motherfucker down there and all of them big calves, some of the bitches, man. They come in the fight. Oh, yeah. And, um, and you know, and they, they ain't got a lot of finesse. They ain't got They just head down. Hey, beat me to death. Fuck it. You know, and they just, they crazy like that. So who knew that was a thing? But Jaime Munguia are, yeah, yeah, Jaime. I think that's probably how you go as far as English goes, yep. at least. Um, you know, hey, I love to see him against Jared Hurd. I love to see him against Tony Harrison. You know, I think he's gonna give any of them guys a hell of a run for their money. I don't think, I don't think Laura want to jump in there with that. Charlo will have a hell of a time. You know, I don't think nobody yeah. gonna wash him. So it's gonna be pretty good to see how things shake up at 154. With this guy emerging, somebody gonna have to see him soon. Ain't nobody really seen him yet, but they gonna have to see him soon. Well, yeah, Ali had it, Well, you know that was his break. That was his coming out party against a a little guy, and, and uh, I mean because as we all know, he was scheduled to face or wanted to face Gennady Golovkin when Canelo Alvarez cheated. He got in trouble for clambuterol and. Um, they just didn't approve the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Excuse me. They did not approve of it because he was so young and inexperienced against a so-called killer like Gennady Golovkin. So, um, you know, <clears throat> oh, we haven't seen him um, in that, that level. You know, you could say Saddam Ali's a big name and Willa likes to make jokes about how he beat the shit out of Miguel Cotto, but even though the guy finished the fight with a torn bicep, uh, Saddam Ali, to me, has always been a clown. Um, I, I never thought of him as anything special. <laughs> you know, Willa, I wish you were Japanese and disobeyed and dishonored your country so you could do whatever they say that they do. I would never do that. Do that. <laughs> I would never dishonor my people. But, you know, um, uh, I, I was probably seeing two screens last night when I sent or I tagged Willa in a post about the WBC mandating. I believe so. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm just going verbatim, but it was about Charlo and Munguia looking like that's going to be scheduled moving ahead forward. Um, yeah, they definitely will tell us a lot. Yeah, they said they were, uh, uh, I think De La Hoya said something about having it in the H. Canelo 
Canelo versus Maul, uh, Munguia versus Mel in Houston. You know that might have been, you know, just some bullshit salesmanship, but that would that would be that would be an excellent fight, man. Hey, I like Munguia. He's 22 years old, I think. Uh, young cat. He's not ready, man. He gets hit way too much. I I agree with what JP said. I also we also saw, you know, I saw that Munguia went was hitting the the crisper shots, and when he hit that guy, he was hurting him, and he was hitting him in that body, and he was making them, you know, he was making them flinch and do all that. The guy just kept on coming forward, and he was hitting him. That's why I said I don't think he ever really hurt Munguia. Maybe once, but it was hard to tell because he was moving the whole time. So he would get hit a couple of times and, like, sort of back up, and the guy had him backing up. You know, it was, you know, like you said, he had that, that Chinese style or that Oriental style. I don't know. They say that's racist to say Oriental now, but he had that uh, that Far East style. And, you know, I, but Munguia, whenever he sat down on them shots, really, he was, he was moving the little guy. Yeah, Oriental, that's what we used to say. But now I think you can't say Damn, that. Damn, do they no still more, say that reason. shit in the South? Do they still say that no, shit they in the don't. South? No, you're not supposed to say that. But when I was a kid, we said it. What's the best shit? I still remember it. I don't know. That exactly. That's why they say that you're from the Orient, dog, wherever that is. <laughs> I remember the ramen. It used to be a, a pack of top ramen that was Oriental flavor. Exactly. That's that's bay leaves and spices, dog. Hey, look, man, I'm just saying, if, if, if I catch Keith Thurman somewhere on the corner sitting Indians now, snake charming a couple of cobras, <laughs> then we really know. We really know he done fucked up. Hey, leave Keith Thurman alone, dog. We're talking about, we're talking about Mungia, who I think Bung is John, too Bung young, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, man. I can't get that out of Keep my head. This is the first thing I woke up to and seen JP's tweet. I started laughing. I'm never going to forgive Keith Thurman for this. He needs to get like that guy Kip from uh, Napoleon Dynamite and uh, <laughs> and get his do-rag back on because that Aladdin shit ain't flying with me right now. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I like Keith Thurman, man, but this shit right here. It's going too far. That fool was at his. That fool was at his traditional wedding, dog, of a princess or sure? something. And the what you call it? Yeah, yeah, they were over there. He was over there doing his thing, dog, eating, eating and shit, dog. Hey, <laughs> let him live. I let's know. talk about Mungia. Let's talk about Mungia <laughs> and how he got. If JP thinks he gets hit way too much, and how is he gonna take hits from Jamel Charlo all night? Is he just that big where he can just eat him? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I don't think you know, you know what, guys. I, I I have a fourth grade humor at sometimes. Um. So, but I'll just be real with you. You know. Mungia, I don't look at him as the most highly talented kid. I mean, I just look at him as a bully who got a, a very fortunate. Now, some people like to believe things happen for a reason. I'm not that kind of guy. Uh, I don't believe that the first, you know, uh, uh, ship that went to space was based on hope. Science. Because prayers, can, prayers cannot get that ship to space. Things of that nature. And when I did see his coming out party against Saddam Ali, Willie, I'm sure you remember this very vividly because you're a Saddam Ali fan for reasons I can't explain, that Saddam Ali 
Because that nigga's American, dog. Goddamn. He's Olympian. He fought for our fucking country. Yeah, that's debatable. Show some respect. Uh, No. (laughs) To the world kids, the world kids, Saddam Ali, dog. They set him up. Put him in there with with, uh, Jaime Munguia when he was raw. So all he's doing is throwing punches and putting pressure. You know what I'm saying? Disrespecting Ali like that. Come on, man. Go ahead. I'll let you, let you continue he with your for the fucking country, R.C. <laughs> okay. You know, Saddam Ali, look, I was, like I was going to get to say, I wasn't going to disrespect him or anything, even though I don't like the guy. In that fight against Munguia, he had a little second wind in him where he tried to fight back and connected once or twice or thrice. And that was concerning for Jaime Munguia because <clears> – <throat> You're clean-cut washing this guy and took shots that was unnecessary to take. And if you think about higher level of competition, how he would uh, react to some of those punches, I find that slightly concerning, to be honest. Um, even though I'm not a big fan of Saddam Ali, and I'm not a big fan of Jaime Munguia, and I loved when Jaime Munguia beat the shit out of him, uh, you know, you got to take the good with the good and the bad with the bad. With Jaime Munguia... Um, RC, no, nah, fuck that. Did you like when Ali beat the shit out of Miguel Cotto? Huh? Yeah. 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 Talk about a guy putting a do-rag on. Willa got real. <laughs> Here comes the cape putting back on again for Saddam Ali. And you hey, know uh, what? That I'll fight, go for a I mean, fucking America, what did, he, what did he do to Cotto, really? What did he do to Cotto? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know. Like, you know, like that he, was he was walking away with the big bank and the big titties at home. So ain't nobody worried about Saddam Ali and, and the, the big bitch. bushes that the bitch the bitches hey. he be fucking with with the big bushes hey. down there. Like, hey, let's about not take it there. Host. Let's not take it there. Let's not take it you there. Unlike it. unlike De La Hoya, you know, who who might mess around with a a, a, a woman in a dress, Photo <laughs> just sleeps with men. <laughs> Yeah, Toto yeah. just sleeps and with Oscar men. So let's not go there. Alfred De La Hoya put spatulas up his ass in front of hookers and freaks them out. So right. you tell me. As long as there's just one <laughs> penis involved, I'm not, I'm not here to judge. Hey, all I know is this. If you're going to scare off some hookers who are used to seeing some nasty shit on the regular, you've got to be a nasty, <laughs> sick freak, Oscar De La Hoya. He probably is. Dirtbag. He probably is. As long as yeah, these weren't transgender, I don't really care, though. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Oscar De La Hoya playing around with kitchen utensils. Dumbbag, I'm surprised you didn't seek him out yesterday and get one of your photos and, you know, talking about the goat of Mexican boxing. Did you, did you at all get close anywhere enough. close to this guy? No, nah, no, nah, I wasn't close enough far would I? I was like, Oscar, hey, put it in. Hey, because Oscar, hey, Oscar is one of the reasons, him and Roy Jones are one of the reasons I started loving boxing, dog. I can't disrespect this guy, dog. Like I said, if he's in there with a woman or women, you know, I'm not here to judge. Would I do any of the stuff that he's doing? Hell no. But as long as it's two consenting adults and one is a one is a man and no other men are there, I don't really care, dog. I don't even care if there is yeah. men there either at all. But, you know, I don't care that yeah. either. But there's levels. And Oscar, he's still above water with me. <laughs> okay, all right. You know, we just like I said, we could when we talk about these subjects, we could just go all over the place. You, you know, we talk about Jaime McGee, we talk about Saddam Ali, we talk about 
Oscar De La Hoya and, and Spatula is up his ass for six freaks. You know, it, 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 we can go all over the place. You know, bottom line is, is if it comes down to a fight with Charlo, with young male Charlo and Jaime Munguia, um, I think Jaime Munguia is going to get exposed. Now, uh, I could be wrong, and you know, or if he's in a fight, God forbid, with Jared Hurd. Uh, you know, Jared Hurd, that's my guy. I like him. The champ champ. I fucks with Jared Hurd. He's a really cool dude. I was chilling with him when we went to our event in uh, Los Angeles for the uh, Bunny and um, Garcia fight. Uh, Jared Hurd's a really cool dude. I like him. And, you know, hey, yeah, I mean, fighting the year. Mon- uh, I think Mungi is stronger than Hurd. I think that's a good. I think that's a good fight. I think that's a better fight for Mungia because Jared Hurd ain't, ain't doing. He's doing the same thing as Mungia is doing. As Mungia should be doing. He's just trying to brawl them all. So I think that's a better fight. Yeah. If I'm Mungia, I'll fight Hurd before I fight these uh these lower guys that can um stick and move my ass. But I think Mungia definitely showed last night, like you were saying, that he can box too. He showed that he can counter punch. He showed that he can put punches together with some power on it. So we could say in that fight that Munguia could be the, the boxer in the fight versus um, Hurd, but still may be able to hurt Hurd. You know, but that's it'll be definitely a potential fight of the year if those guys lock up. Uh, JP, yes, JP what do you think about Hurd's style? Because, I mean, we talk about Hurd every so often, and like I said, there's no special effects with Jared Hurd. He's going to do what he does, and, hey, if you're going to put some pressure on him, you know, he's going to pull back, and, and he's going to cock back and land some heavy hands. I mean, it, it, it seems like he doesn't necessarily do that at times. In his last fight that he had against uh, the British guy, he really was he, – he got tagged a little bit and, you know, decided to, hey, I'm going to end this shit real quick. That's what he did. I mean, what do you think about Jared Hurd's style? Because I, I, I'm like, the way I'm, I'm getting a vibe from Willard right now, like as if Munguia should fight the easier work than what Charlo would be. I don't know. That might just be me. Now, I don't know if you say Hurd is the easier work between the two. I think right now with Charlo coming off a, a, a loss to Tony Harrison, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Hurd would definitely be the favorite, at least in my estimation. So, but as far as stylistically goes, you you may think that Charlo, but dude, like we talked about last time, Caleb, we were talking about last time, Caleb Plant is far blacker, quote, unquote, in terms of fighting style. Then Charlo, Charlos aren't fucking slick. Let's kind of throw that out the window. Just because they black, mm-hmm. don't make them slick. Them dudes are actually not slick at all. They're very mm-hmm. fundamental. They're like like almost Kobalev-esque to, to some degree. Not all the way, but I would say a guy like Triple G has far more punch variety and slick, like, um, you know, able to set up work and get off work, especially at this point in Triple G's career. You know, you see him doing things with an uppercut, and these guys can get really one-two-ish. You know, like, I'm just one-two, you know, all night long. Now, that's not all they do, but, you know, they're not slick like that. So, you know, Jared Hurd's style for a, a, a fan with Jaime Munguia is far more better, I think. Now, with Charlo, Charlo ain't going nowhere. Charlo ain't going to do what Keith Thurman did last night. I ain't never – well, maybe the old Charlo used to be like that, but this new Charlo, the one we've seen for the past two years or more, he's not on the back foot. 
So, I don't know. I, I would like to hurt fight more with Munguia. I think it would be just who who can hurt who. Um, I think that Munguia showed last night that he's a, he's definitely a better boxer than her because I don't think her can box very much. She's just going to pressure you to death. I don't know if he has extreme powers, just like an accumulation. It's it's a, it's a machine. It's a machine. Um, I haven't seen him really be hurt. Yep. I give him high. I, I give him high regard because he beat. I think a really good, a still really good Arizlandi Lara, and that's not to be. Most definitely. You know that's not to be undersaid. So yeah. I would love to no, see that sure. fight. I mean, my gear hurt is a fight I love to see. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you on that, man. I mean, um, uh, I, I mean. A lot of people disrespect Arizlani Lara because of the sour taste in their mouth of the fight that he had with Canelo Alvarez. But I, I, I love Arizlani Lara's uh, performances uh, previous and after. You know, after the fight with Canelo, he was uh, knocking dudes out. Um, and uh, really just, I mean, one of the slickest, I mean, of the slick when it comes to Arizlani Lara, you know, uh, you know that towards the, you know, second half of his career and the later part of his career, you know, um, he, he definitely could be a prime player in this division. But, um, you know, when Jared Hurd and him had that fight, you know, just completely have uh, take the dog out of the fight, take the name off of the back of the trunks, and just judge it as it is and call it down the middle. And Hurd, you know, um, he did that, and he I think he earned that. There's, you know, there's a certain uh, portion of people who might think otherwise. If you're an Arizona Lara fan or just a Cuban in general, you might think otherwise. But uh, Jared Hurd is He's that guy, man, and it was really disappointing when Tony Harrison had beat Jamel Charlo because I was really looking forward to that fight that they could have, but now the best possible fight that there is to make in that division has to be Hurd and Munguia. Um And Hurd, he's very outspoken. You know, he's, a, he's openly um, at home with his parents, <laughs> you know. Um, I might have slapped the shit out of Jim Gray if he put my business out there like that. Um, but uh, that's just me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, um, Heard is uh, you know when you you know he's on Twitter and he's seen some of these guys' performances and he, he's uh, he's very outspoken when it comes to uh, social media and things of that nature. So um, I, I fuck with Heard. I like him a lot. I hope that I hope that this fight can happen. And look, man, prior, contrary to people's beliefs, uh, people like to uh, believe a lot of fake news. I'm obviously not a Donald Trump fan, but I, I, I love the fake news that he made because uh, that's uh, it works with a lot of things. Now, fake news would tell you that I have a problem with Mexicans. Definitely do not. Uh, but with Jaime Munguia, um, I don't like bullies, and I think he's a little bit of a bully, and I think that if he was to get in there with someone who people consider a weight bully and Jared Hurst, hey, we might be in for a good fight. I mean, a hell of a fight. Um, one thing I'll say about Hurd is, when you know Lara was doing all that he could, giving him as many problems as he did, you know her just he you know steak and potatoes, get to work, and it was a hell of a fight, hell of a fight, um, uh, fight of the year by Showtime. Um, when I watched it with a, a group of friends who were casual boxing fans, had no idea who was who. Um, you know I, I you know I like to observe people's opinions and things like that, uh, like a social experiment, and you know I know what the outcome was going to be. Uh, at least I thought, and uh, you know I like to hear what people think, and you know you hear it's like how you hear silly people talk about Marcos Maidana won the fight against Floyd Mayweather the first time. I slapped the shit at you, but 
when I hear stuff like that, it's funny to get the outside perspective. Now, if it was to come down to a fight like this, am I going to pick Jaime Munguia to win? I don't know. Am I going to pick Jared Hurd to win? I don't know. We'll keep that one on closed taps until it happens. But Willa, uh, I don't know. You, uh, I'd be real interested. But I don't, I don't give a shit about my opinion of what I think the fight, uh, how how that would go. But I'd be really, really, really on pins and needles, walking on the eggshells to see how you felt about that fight because I know Jaime Munguia is your guy, and you got your essays out there who, for some re- weird reason, have corn. And the Mexican food is which is called Tex-Mex, in which I cannot stand. And uh, I'd be really interested to see because I know you're you've been in the Charlo gym with those guys, and you've seen how hard they hit the bag and all those things like that. But Jaime Munguia is your guy. I'd, I'd love to see that fight happen, just to see how conflicted you'd be. And I'd imagine that I'd imagine that all you guys watch Chappelle's show. And if I bring up Clayton Bigsby, you know who I'm talking about. And if you remember when Clayton Bigsby took off his mask at the KKK rally, that they didn't know he was black. And when they seen he was black, one man's head exploded. (laughs) I'd imagine your head would be exploding on a confliction of how you see that fight going down, Willa. Hey, man, no, I just said, hey, right now, I think Jaime Munguia gets punched way too much to fight Jamel Charlo. That's just how I feel. 22 years old. You know what I'm saying? We're because, well, because he's so big, it's like, is he that? Is he, is he big enough to just withstand? He, you don't have to. You know, the Asian guy was hitting him at, at, at one point with, like, five right hands in a row. You know what I'm saying? He's almost getting hit like Broner. Get, was getting hit at one point, you know, and just, you know, just taking it and taking the same shots over and over again. You know what I'm saying? Now, it wasn't hurting them, but Jamel got a little more pop than this, this little Asian guy had, and Jamel can throw a right hand. So, I don't know. I, you know, I, I would pick Jamel Charlo, and I think that would be the easy, the easier pick just because, you know he's all, he's just so young and it, and his skills ain't there yet. But he was trying, and you can see that, like JP said, he can box, he can sit out, and he's throwing hard shots. He's just not there yet uh, for Charlo. But like I said, I think Heard, a guy that also has no skills, Heard does the same. Heard just does the same thing. Heard Heard just comes forward, and he's and and Heard's biggest his biggest attribute is his size. And he's not going to be bigger than Jaime Munguia. Yeah. And Jaime Munguia ain't going to get tired either. So it, it's going to be a little different for Hurd, I think, fighting these guys. He went, you know, he'll 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 be able to withstand it. So that's I think that's the better fight for Jaime Munguia. If Jaime Munguia fights Charlo, you know, I'm gonna say Charlo's gonna win. <clears throat> but still, that ain't gonna make me ha- have any less respect for Jaime Munguia because, like I said. He's still he's only twenty two years old. These Charlos are in their their supreme prime. No, I see, you. I see. You know, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't be trolling like how most people do. So I, I, I get your perspective and I understand it. Um, it'd be a hell of a fight though, man. It'd be a hell of a fight. We know that there'd be two big dudes 
fighting at a weight class that they probably shouldn't be at, <laughs> you know, uh, with Munguia and Hurd. So um, it'll be a hell of a fight, uh, a damn well spectacle. I'm not going to say it's pay-per-view worthy, even though, um, you know, I think it, it, it has that kind of uh, uh, boxing head mystique that it, it could possibly be on the borderline of that. But, you know, that I'm talking dinosaur age when it comes to that kind of shit, but it's something I would definitely love to see, man. Um, so hopefully that one moves next. But, um, um, you know, uh, moving along, you know, there was um, there was always some there was always something that we 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 uh, either captivate or or, or miss on uh, when it comes to the boxing news out here. But I mean, you know, we've uh, it, we've we've caught up on a lot. Um, I know that there's been you know little things that had happened over the weekend uh, that we hadn't really touched on. Um, uh, the uh, the heavyweight bout with uh, I, I, <laughs> I have a regulation issue of uh, pronunciation with the, the last name against uh, uh, the gentleman who uh, uh, against uh, Joe Washington. Uh, you know, uh, decent-looking heavyweight. You know, like we've seen him in a dog fight with a Willis guy, <laughs> uh, Charles Martin. But, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, Will, I told you that um, I wanted to do this show around this time today because uh, I'm a I'm an old school kind of guy, even though, um, you know I, I I'm a little uh, I ain't no old here, but you know I, I'm old school when it comes to baseball. I like baseball. Some people don't really like baseball. Um, I like, hey, you know I like apple pie every so often, and I consider uh, sports entertainment to be a old American tradition as much as baseball and apple pie. And today is the Royal Rumble for the WWE. And I know people think that, you know, the WWE is better than the WWE. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. But the women's division is on fire. I got a girl named Alexa Bliss that is, to me, the best-looking woman on God's green earth. And that's just me. Willa likes to make sideways jokes about pancakes and things of that nature, but I like pancakes too. Who doesn't? More of a French toast guy myself, but I like pancakes. With the Royal Rumble coming up, <clears throat> you got a, 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 a pretty long event, I, I'd imagine, to be. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it does start at four. Um, and I sent you, you know, with me and Willa sometimes we'll tag each other in these posts to get an approval rating on thumbs up or thumbs down. And well, sometimes I don't know if he's being serious with me or if he's just trying to make me angry. But I have the thickest skin in the world and nothing bothers me like that. So, Willa, <laughs> feet to the fire. Right now, out of nowhere, random uppercut in a fight that you were not expecting. Alexa Bliss, 1 to 10. Give me a number right now. And be honest. Oh, I don't Maybe like a 7.5, 8. Or maybe give her an 8. Well, man. That would be me. If I was going to play this I'd be like Keith Thurman riding Aladdin car. 
Riding elephant, all that turtleneck, extra mayo sandwiches, all that for that one right there. Charming cobras, <laughs> all of that. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I, I was just bringing that up, guys, because I know that was um, uh, something that we were gonna. Um, I was gonna listen to Seven Eleven franchises. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Craft cheese, all that good stuff, you know. <laughs> but um, oh, uh, real quick, uh, you know, before we get to any of that stuff, I, I you know, I, I guess we could take a out of left field real quick. JP, now I know you're a a, a resident of Southern California, and been hearing a lot of crying and complaining from the folks who enjoy gumbo and nala about how the referees uh, got their team up, blah 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 blah. I don't buy into the fact that you need to get a rematch for a missed call. Um, San Francisco against Seattle when the ball Bowman had his uh, gruesome knee injury, stripped the ball completely. It was a turnover. But they called the runner down. Not only did we not lose the – we did not get the turnover, which we could have won the game and sealed it from, we also had a, one of our best defensive players get a gruesome knee injury that was devastating and detrimental to his career. Did San Francisco get a rematch? No. Um, the tuck rule with Oakland and Tom Brady. Did Oakland get a rematch? No. Saints been bitching all week, trying to get a rematch within the last minute and a half or so, things like that. Now, I'm just curious. Are you a fan of the Los Angeles Rams in uh, the southern portion of California? Because uh, right now, L.A.'s got a team in the Super Bowl. Well, I think you hit it on the Hit on the head right there, RC. I think LA having a team in a Super Bowl. Now, what's going on in LA? We have big time construction going on in Los Angeles right now. We have what they've said is the most cranes being operated at one time in the history of the United States going on right here in Inglewood. What does that say? We need the Rams to win a damn Super Bowl. Why do we need that? Because we need a whole bunch of revenue to come to this city and help it turn from what has historically been a lower income city to be regentrified and now make it a higher income city. And that's what things like Super Bowls and stadiums and your Super Bowl champion does for a city who's building mm-hmm. a stadium. It's kind of coincidental, isn't it? You know, it wasn't a coincidental when the Saints won their Super Bowl, Katrina was happening, right? You know, mm-hmm. it was a year after Katrina. So, you know, Super Bowls kind of go when to the Patriots first won it, nine eleven. Nine eleven. You know, so the Super Bowl kind of go to the team who needs it. Um, I don't know that the Rams are going to win because we know what the narrative here is. You know, the Patriots represent white America to some degree. Now, I don't know how it's become that, but it's definitely that is when Tom Brady endorsed um, Donald Trump in the locker room and so on and so forth. But um, point being is that, you know, that call, and like they said, it was one of the ref, the sideline ref was about to pull, pull a flag. Allegedly, the black ref was going to pull a flag. Other ref runs up and says, you know, basically keep it in your pocket. People have seen this footage. Yep. But um, reason being, I think that I was told, you know, the memo when I was like, we need the Rams, Los Angeles, you know, we need that. And so, yeah. They kept that in their pocket. It was game-changing. The whole talk about 
together. Um, you can have a minute played back in the game. It's silly. At this point, there's nothing to do but move along. There's no, there's nothing to do. You know what I mean? It's the rest of it's silly. The game's over. We're going for it. It's the Rams against the Patriots. That's it. Uh, am I a Rams fan? No. Uh, do I want the Rams to win? Yeah. I think the culture wants the Rams to win. Um, yeah, like I said, it kind of goes into that narrative. It's, you know, it's a weird narrative implied in it, but it goes into it. And I think the cultures are going for the Rams. Yeah, they definitely are. I mean, everyone um, – I'm not a Patriots hater. I'm not a Patriots fan, but I'm a Tom Brady guy. And I understand why so many people don't want the Patriots to win because I feel the same way that America feels about the Patriots when it comes to the Alabama Crimson Tide of college football. Can't stand it. Hate Nick Saban. Hate all the winning that they've been having and so much success. That drives me crazy. But, you know, you do bring a good point. And I, I'm – you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a – uh, 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 open-minded um, person when it comes to you know any sort of conspiracy theory. To me, it just seems funny, and I would be I would be driven crazy if the Los Angeles Lakers play the Boston Celtics in the final this year. Because, like I said about baseball, we've already had the World Series in baseball with Los Angeles and Boston. Here we are in the Super Bowl with Los Angeles against Boston. Uh, <laughs> You know, it'd be funny. It'd be funny to hear about it because, you know, um, call me crazy, people. But when the Patriots won on 9-11, when they were, what, 16-point underdogs against the St. Louis Rams at that time? Uh, whatever. Uh, Drew Brees and the Saints, he got one Super Bowl, and that was when Katrina happened. Uh, you know, things happen. Things happen. Things happen. But uh, I like to look. Uh, I like to look deep into the things and, and look uh, a little bit more so than not. But, you know, I think it was a hot topic that was blowing up the sports world about the um, any sort of, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, of a, of a predetermined uh, outcome for the Los Angeles Rams to win. Um, I think it's something to, to look into. But, I, I mean, I told Willa, Last week, I was uh, unable to watch. Um, you know, when we came on the show last week, I was on fire because I just got up from a, a massive headache. I was not hungover. I was just exhausted from drinking all night. But when I woke up and watched the replay of what happened, uh, egregious. Um, I understand where the Saints fans are coming from and how terrible that is. But uh, yeah, I don't think that that should uh, – be the reason for the outcome of that game was it a big part of it sure uh, but I think that was one of the hottest topics in sports the last week and ongoing with the plot thickening that four officials from the seven uh, crew or residents of Southern California um, like hey <laughs> you know uh, I, I, it, it was a big topic this week Willis um, your take on this was not like I was asking JP and you know I is this the worst non-call that we've ever seen in all of sports? Oh, it definitely is. I would think, um, yeah, I, I understand about all the whining. Um, I think, uh, but the big, the bigger picture is Drew, Drew Brees threw a, a horrible pass that if the guy mm-hmm. wouldn't have panicked, all he had to do was just look and catch the ball. You know what I'm saying, but instead he panicked. He could have been taking the taking the ball the other way. We wouldn't have had this. Um, that I don't know why they didn't call it, but they did. 
they had a chance to win the game. Drew Brees threw another pick when he got uh, in the OT. So I don't want to hear it. They still played. Yep. You know, uh, it is what it is to me. But it's the worst call ever. I can understand why, how a fan would be messed up, but, you know, let's move on. I don't think it's a conspiracy, but it might have been. But, but I don't know, you know, do, do do they say just make the call that last call? You know what I'm saying? Like, how how does that work? When 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 you're doing something like that, because really, like I said, if that guy wouldn't have panicked, all he had to do, even if he thought he was burnt, that that ball was so like poorly thrown and underthrown into the inside that all he had to do was turn around and catch it and go to the house, Doogie Houses. So then they still they lose, they still lose. So I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how that works out, but y'all might be right. Yeah, I mean, because we all know the rules of football. When it's a, a a considerable uncatchable ball, and say the DB hits a receiver, it's a you know there's no flag. It's uncatchable. You're not going to get it regardless if you get touched or not. So, but was it uncatchable? Definitely not. Um, uh, but let's take it to Janelle. Janelle's rocking with us still. He wants to talk about it right now. So, uh, Janelle, this one is uh, outside of boxing, uh, but this is one of the biggest. Topics in all of sports going on this whole week. I've been hearing about it Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, today. It's been the hottest sub- subject. And, um, you know, I was, uh, uh, as a fan, and from my fandom, I've had, um, you know, my fair share of screw job when it comes to the Los Angeles Lakers and Tim Donahue and things like that. I mentioned the Seattle game when Navarro Bowman got his knee fucked up and stripping the ball, but they called the runner down, which was complete nonsense. Fuck you, Seattle slime. And um, <clears throat> I kid, I kid. But, you know, um, that right there, it's up there. And I understand the Saints fans and how disappointed they are. But we didn't get no fucking rematch. They don't deserve no rematch. Running the or, or passing the ball on first down, with two minutes and things like that. That's Sean Payton trying to prove more of his genius. But in your opinion, Janelle, as a football fan, was that one of the worst calls, and not just football, in all of sports history, which was not a call, the the worst non-call of all time that, you know, uh, ultimately sent the Los Angeles Rams into the Super Bowl? Well, well, um, I don't know if that's the biggest no-call in history of sports, because again, I still put that in Michael Jordan, his last shot as a bull, uh, when he pushed Russell out of the way, and that was clearly not called. And, That's a good and, one. And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, that was like, in my eyes, that was the biggest one. And no one ever even, even, even talks about it. I guess it's just because it's Jordan. Jordan was the face of the league. You know what I mean? But, I mean, come on, he clearly shoved the man out of the way to get the open shot. The man was sliding across. I, I, I'm like, come mm-hmm. on, man. <laughs> I mean, that was an obvious as day an offensive foul. Yeah. If that was happening today, come on, come on, come on, come on, get thrown out the fucking league. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, come on, man. I think it's up there with that, but I don't know what you know what I'm saying. But it was never a complaint about that. Only Carl Malone made an issue about it. You know what I mean? But it was definitely a big no call. But I'm mean, the biggest in sports. I don't know about that. I mean, because that well, it's even those two. I'm saying with that Jordan shoving the guy out the way. That shit was ridiculous. But uh, no, it was definitely. It was definitely a missed call. It was definitely, um, it was definitely, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, rules need to be changed because, like, well, on the same note, I mean, rules get changed. They look, 
oh, every play to see if there was a call. It would slow the game out completely. And, of course, um, there's other TV shows on that day, and it has to be on immediately after the game. So, of course, so they can't keep holding a mental time slot. So, of course, you know what I mean? So you can't really say that they have to go back and check out things every every little play because that would slow the game out completely. It would slow the game down for the worst. Since that's all I said, I don't think yeah, it's changed anything. Yeah, I got you. I'm just like, you know, um, it's not like that was the last play of the game. If that was the last play of the game, oh my, people would be losing their minds right now. But the Saints still had a chance. They had the ball back in overtime first. And Drew Brees, you know, that little guy threw a pick. So um, I'm not the biggest <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of when it when it comes to the Saints. I love the whole nostalgia of uh, Nala and how they have that Mercedes Benz dome being so loud and uh, almost uh, you know competing with the, the the hundreds of thousands of attendance at collegiate games like Death Valley, also in Louisiana, um, the Big House of Michigan, things like that. It's because it, it, NFL uh, college crowds are a lot more lit than NFL crowd. That's just a fact to me. Um, so that's a good part about it. But I just, I just, I'm not a fan of, of Sean Payton and Drew Brees and all that shit. So no, when it happened, I didn't witness it until it was too late, and I, I didn't have a problem with it. But um, if I was wearing the black and gold, I would be very, very upset about that shit because <sighs> egregious call, uh, just blatant pass interference. But um, a part of me says, Ah, that's fine. You know, I used to play corner in high school, and uh, now how you see the game is right now, cornerbacks can't do shit, you know? The game's so uh, officially favored towards receivers, and, you know, corners can't do nothing. So anytime a corner gets away with something like that, uh, I add that feather in the cap for DBs globally. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, uh, you know, last five minutes here, fellas, we're going to get up out of here, and uh, I'm a uh, um, I'm gonna enjoy this Royal Rumble and have some uh, uh, gonna have some uh, good food and all that good shit here, just relaxing. But um, I'm gonna I'm swing to Willa first and go to JP and Janelle about any final thoughts before we uh, wrap up this here historic show um, on the Outsiders Boxing Podcast with our newest member JP. So uh, Willa, any final thoughts you got before we uh, sign out? Uh, I want to give respect to Zukon coming in there and uh, beating Jesus Rosas for the WBA World Featherweight uh, title. The boy came in there to America. He had two L's, came through through America, came to Houston from China, gave us a fight of the year candidate already. Great fight. I recommend y'all watch it if you want to see a guy. Um, you want to see two guys just give each other three pieces four pieces and six pieces. Um, great fight. Much respect to that guy. Came, came over here and did his thing. So, yeah. And uh, we'll be on Wednesday to talk about the Kovalev Alvarez fight, whatever else is going on next weekend, that definitely uh, we will be in the building again. This time I'll have to, you know, mm-hmm. keep it professional and be like acting like I'm writing shit down and, you know, on these credentials. So, yeah, that's what we'll talk about on Wednesday yeah. on the show, man. Yes, sir. JP, any final thoughts you got before we sign out of here, my man? Oh, uh, no, fellas. Shit, that's, that's about it for me, family. I'm uh, going to get to this Sunday afternoon and um, 
Look forward to that next week of upcoming boxing. You know we got Devontae and Abner, so that's coming soon. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Most definitely. Janelle, um, I hope you have uh, everything packed. Don't forget none of your shit because uh, you ain't just uh, traveling an hour away. So uh, safe travel and wishes to you, my friend. Um, uh, uh, wish you the best in your future endeavors when it comes to the profession in which you are in. Um, on both sides. So, um, but for me, man, um, they got some pot roast over here, things like that. They got some food cooking on the bottom. I don't know what's going on, um, but I'm gonna figure it out right quick, fast, and in a hurry. But uh, speaking for myself, Houston, Texas, with my man, D. Willow Wilson, all the way out Southern California, and JP, and then my man Janelle, who's uh, having his trip to Singapore. Uh, uh, time restrictions Time restrictions got us having to wrap this one up right now um, So uh, Before we get cut off I just want to say everybody have a uh, A great Sunday Tomorrow will be Monday Have a better day, a better Monday Tomorrow that you had last week And uh, You know From the gruesome twosome to the The heatles <laughs> Outsiders Boxing Podcast uh, I'm RC And I Cannot wait until the next episode to where we get to talk about everything that's coming up in the future of boxing, and we will definitely come back to you guys. But uh, we will uh, give a one signing note off before we get up out of here, and that would be this. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.